You're listening to the Dallas Design Sprints Podcast. Barad, thank you very much for joining me here on the podcast. You are the founder and creative lead of Bonanza Design, the innovation powerhouse. You're based out of Berlin, Germany. Um, mm-hmm. You have a process where you can go from idea to validated design in four weeks. Uh-huh. You are also an active design mentor through Career Foundry. So, welcome to the show. Yeah, my, my pleasure, Robert. It's been a long overdue. Let's go. We originally met each other through the Global Virtual Design Sprint. And since that time, uh, you've been pretty busy with client work, with kind of exploring your process. And that's why I think I'm where, I, where I want to start. Kind of right. explain to me and, and the people who are listening and, and, and watching this, because we're on YouTube at the moment, what this four-week process is that you kind of centered your, your service around. What is that like? You know, we had a lot of back and forth when it comes to Dash process that you were developing. I think we intellectually cross paths at the intersection where we found some potential shortcomings with design sprint process. And I think it was at the time that you bump into Alberto Savoia, uh, his uh, brilliant take on prototyping. At that point, I was all ears. There are two parts to my process, right? Uh, one is the market validation and one is user research. And both of them reflect upon some of the shortcomings of Design Sprint. So uh, at that point, when you were working on your Dash draft, I was like, oh yeah, that's it. I think that's sort of like the key to my curiosities and my challenges with Design Sprint. That's sort of the, the backstory behind it. And I had the chance to run through this process with three clients, two of them complete, one of them is like, you know, modular. So far, so good. I haven't completely run it the way I expected it, but it's a new process for me too. So here's a sort of like a history behind it. And maybe I could just talk briefly about what are the shortcomings with Design Sprint and we can maybe take it from there. Go for it. Yeah. So Design Sprint is a fantastic process, right? Um, it's a five days initially, now four days. Some, some people run it three days to uh, process through which you can define, ideate, design, validate, and test your ideas. I originally studied design thinking in 2010 to 2012 in Sweden. And, you know, I'm an avid design thinker and I believe in the process. Well, the problem is it's not a process. It's sort of like a mindset, right? It's it's sort of like a way of solving problems, right? And one of my ongoing challenges with design thinking is being, okay, um, how much of a user research is enough? How much of a, you know, validation is enough? How much of a, um, you know, testing is enough? Um, Ideation is enough. So when Design Sprint was introduced to design and innovation community, it was a relief for me. It was a process that was tested and perfected over many, many iterations. I think that was something divine given to innovation community. 
However, the more I run design sprints, the more I find shortcomings of it. And to the point I got, I would say, I got really frustrated in many times that I got out of a design sprint workshop and I was like, oh boy, that was a waste of time. I keep reflecting on what is it not working with this process? I think it's a great process. There is so much focus on bringing people under one room for a week or remotely. There is so much expectation on the process and outcome of it to the point that we think that, okay, if we only move a team through a four-day or five-day process, we definitely get good answers, right? We find answers to all of our problems. But, you know, one thing that is, I think that's the wrong notion because um, I think design is pretty great, is great at iteration. The more you uh, run a challenge through a design sprint, through different iteration, your answers get better. The problem here is not every company has that budget to run many de- design sprints, at most one or two. Another follow-up problem with that is they do not follow up with the results. They run it. They try to find as little as evidence through the test to confirm their um, opinion or their ideas, and they say, that's it. Done. Let's just build it. So these are my experiences with my clients and being part like participated in in uh, design sprint workshop that my friends run. There's so much pressure on the process that, hey, let's run it. We get all of our answers and we can move on. So that's one pillar. The second pillar is that design sprint cannot get you to market validation, especially, especially for new products. I'm not talking about the futures of, an, of a product. I'm talking about a completely new product or service. If you don't get to the market validation first, running it through the design sprint is futile experience because at most during a design sprint workshop, you validate your ideas with five or six interviewees. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you get in terms of market validation. But if you want to introduce a product to a market of 30, 20 million, you name it, at most, you have to test your ideas with 10,000, 20,000, right? That's the ratio you want to aim at. Design Sprint doesn't deliver you that. And if you're especially developing new products, that could get you. And the type of client I'm working with, they are usually come in and they want to develop new products. Because I grew up in startup world. You know, I co-founded two startups myself. Usually the clients, given my background, come in and say, hey, we want to develop a product. Let's run a design sprint. But I'm telling them, hey, have you done enough market validation? Yeah, we've done some market validation. We look at the, you know, some competitors. You know, da, da, da. I was like, okay. That was it, right? Yeah, that's it. That's market validation. No, that's not market validation. You got to really make sure that the the market really loves your idea. 
and gives you something in return. That's a sec second, second shortcoming of Design Sprint. Design Sprint cannot get you to market validation, right? Of course, if you're running, if you want to develop a new future for a product that already got to market validation, that's something else. You can do it, right? But for new product, you need to do some groundwork before running uh, a design sprint, right? That's a second pillar. The third pillar that I have a lot of problems with as well is there is not so much emphasis on uh, understanding the users during a design sprint workshop. There's not so much time, right? And user personas, buyers personas, uh, you, you can hardly, hardly reflect on those during design sprint workshops. And that could be dangerous. Why? Because, you know, for one client, we identify six different major buyers persona. For another, we identified 11 buyers persona. And I'm talking about online shops. Out of the 11 buyers persona, four of them drive 60% of the revenue. Without having enough understanding and establishing enough empathy with this buyer's persona, developing a full rounded solution, it would be too optimistic. It would be too difficult to conceive that you can run a design sprint without really understanding the needs of each of buyer's personas, the major buyer's personas at least. There is not enough time. It's like one week at most. If you run it like, you know, offline and, and remote these days, asynchronous processes as well. So, you know, as a UX designer, that something didn't really see developing me as well. It's like, how is it possible that we want to develop a product and we don't have enough understanding of the users? So these are the three pillars I sort of like, continuously have problem with design sprints. And based on these three pillars, too much focus, you know, blind belief on design sprint that design sprint can solve all your problems. And also design sprint cannot get you to market validation. During design sprint, you don't have enough time to understand all the major buyers personas or user personas, right? So based on these three pillars, I developed my own process. We've had conversations about where market validation and user research kind of connect. If you have market validation and you get emails from your potential audience, that could feed into your user research in a bit. Your customers who have an impression previous to purchase or previous to sign up, and then the post-purchase and post-sign up experience. Mm -hmm. So how do you kind of see the, the transformation between validating something in the market and then going into user research? That's a great question. So this is my future. The, the way I design this process is exactly the way I work with clients, especially those that they want to develop new products, right? They want to found new startups. Usually they knock on my door. I'm like, okay, can you commit for an um, entire process? I'm like, sure, let's do it. Let's see what we can develop together, right? In the first week, I try to become an expert in the topic as fast as possible. And I use several methods. When I gain some enough understanding of the topic, in the second week with the client, we start coming up with ideas, a round of ideas, a lot of ideas as to what could be 
the potential solution for us. Then we start experimenting really fast with the market. And hopefully one of these ideas stick. Then the validated idea, we move it to the week three or module three, which is like an extensive user research. In this sprint, we try to break down and identify all the major buyers or user personas related to this idea. And we try to conduct batches of interview, each batch five, right? And after we understand the major buyer, buyer's personas and prioritizing them, because for the MVP, I would like to focus on top two only, right? We don't have enough budget and resources to address the needs of all. We focus, try to focus on the top two. Then we break down their journeys, their user journey or customer journeys, and try to understand the leverage points, right? And then we, we move the leverage points, the users, customers, personas, and the validated idea with the market to a design sprint workshop. With these packs of, like package of um, insights, what I'm trying to achieve through a design sprint workshop is to increase the probability of the outcome of the design sprint workshop. Are you working on a potential week five where after the design sprint, you have an idea of where things can go? Or do you typically, does that, does that depend on the client? Great question. So um, also we offer a UX design process. It's a three-week process. And that's sort of like we run this back to back. When we close a client from the get-go that they want to develop a full product with us, I, I call this a product innovation package. And then we have a three-week UX design package as well. So the output of our product innovation package, which is a validated solution, by solution is we have a storyboards and the storyboards turn into prototype, prototype tested, right? Then we move this into our UX design process. Let me go through the chart. The design thinking process or product innovation process start with the purpose sprint. I run this especially with founders that, you know, they just fired up, they want to move the mountains. In the first day, and, you know, one of my habits with clients is like, after we close, on the first day of the work, we would have a workshop together. The first day of the workshop is usually a purpose sprint, right? I'll try, I'll try to understand why do they exist and why do they want to do this. Then as follow-up, if we have time, we run a problem framing workshop. And I got inspired by your workshop, actually. I have improved the, uh, the, the boards uh, dr drastically, but sort of like you, you planted the idea for me. A combination of the purpose sprint, purpose workshop, and problem finding workshop, that will be the outcome of the you know, first few days with the clients. And with that, with the outputs that I get from that, I do a preliminary research, market research, expert research. I heavily use Google, uh, Google survey as much as I can. I use a lot of Facebook groups that are fantastic. And through Facebook groups, I can like, you know, um, 
book uh, for interviews, especially if I'm like developing a B2C product. Um, so I use a combination of market user research to sort of like become an expert in topic in a in, in few days. So that's sort of like what I achieve in the first week. In the second week, in the second module, which is like our market validation module, right? We started with, again with problem framing, just to reflect what we learned from the first week and sort of like, you know, uh, to align with the team. Then we run a hypothesis making and I call it fast experimentation and market validation sprint. It's usually a two-day workshop for us one day with the team, with the client and one day with the team, right? So the same, you, you know it better than me. Uh, we come up with hypotheses, we come up with a round of ideas. At this point, we come up with a round of personas as well, right? What kind of persona, what kind of people we are uh, interfacing with. And then we try to define really fast experiments. And like, you know, um, I have a team of six designers and three coders, right? So from the idea to implementation, it would take us a few hours, really. We launched experiments. Uh, we have conducted LinkedIn uh, posts. We have conducted experiments such as LinkedIn posts, Facebook uh, posts, Facebook groups. We had more time with that. Uh, landing pages is our go-to bread and butter. Like uh, we have even created uh, Instagram profiles, right? So um, we just faked a, faked a new brand to see how much, like what would be, like we wanted to understand how fast through organic posts we could get to 100 followers. For us, it wasn't, the, it's the speed at which we could get to 100 was important rather than anything else. We conduct experiment and we try to get to market validation and market validation is in the form of voluntarily, uh, volu in information voluntarily given to us by market, right? In terms of signups, in terms of deposit money, and et cetera, et cetera. And we try to test at least five ideas here at this point. Anything less than that, we don't do it. It's not worth it. So if the client really fixated on one idea uh, or two, we put a pause on this till, again, we can align with the client that we have to see all the potential ideas around this topic, right? And test them. So after an idea gets to the market validation, so we have our problem solution space defined. We know based on the market validation, we have an understanding of the problem and this validation, validated solution. So we have our problem solutions defined. And then you know, through the uh, module two, week two, uh, we come up with a lot of personas as well, right? And then we move um, those personas to the module three, the, to the week three, which is all about conducting uh, extensive user research. And we try to break down the major personas and then we prioritize them. We say, okay, for, for example, in this example, persona to prioritize, and we only focus on persona two and try to break down its journey and understand the leverage point in the journey of the persona. And then with all that insights, we kickstart a design sprint workshop in the week four. We call it module four because not every project follows these 
linear approach. Sometimes we have to really stay on the, on the market validation for two, three weeks. Ideally, in a linear world, we get to the design sprint workshop in the week four. And so design sprint, I don't need to explain what it is. After the four days, fifth days, if, we, if our prototype got validated, then we start our UX design process. We develop user stories, we develop user flows, we wireframe, and we do the final scoping for the, I don't want to call MVP anymore. I, I like to call minimum lovable experience, right? So we um, finalize the scope of our minimum lovable experience that we want to deliver. Then we develop a brand identity around it. We develop a design system for the product. And then we do the interaction design and interface design at the end. How are your personas used in the design sprint process? Personas really help us to understand the journey of the customers, right? So we, uh, out of the persona in the module three, we develop a customer journey map, extensive customer journey map. And we try to really focus on the areas that are most problematic and uh, the quality of the experience drops, right? So when in the design sprint, we try to find a problem or we, we try to find a focus area, then we have enough evidence to make that call easier with more certainty. So is this entire process something that you crafted to be working online or is this also something you can do offline like when you're in person? Well, we have run it this year only online because of the pandemic, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. much sure we can run it offline too. I haven't run it yet. Are you looking forward to having more offline engagements? Because I remember off, uh, we talked just before recording this that you had some interesting experience with some offline with the kinds of workshops you were running. What was that like? Offline workshops are amazing. Interaction with humans is, I think, what keeps us going. I've been running Bonanza Design for the past three years, and we have started our physical workshops in Berlin about two years now. We got to a point before the corona hit the world that 40, 50 people would draw in to our workshops. Then we had to put a big stop on that. As you could imagine, I cannot wait to get back on that and resume it. So in 2021, are you looking forward to doing more offline workshops or online workshops? What would be your preference? Combination. I think, you know, more and more we're getting clients from USA and Canada. We have to have both arms. Are there particular things that are coming up in 2021 that you want to let people know about? What are you going to get yourself involved with? Sustainability. I mean, if you don't do anything about uh, global warming, our children probably wouldn't have an okay life. That's my focus long-term. More and more, I would like to get, in, get involved with beautiful businesses. You know, I have a partner here and you know, our focus is to empower beautiful businesses, small businesses that they're trying to do good by, the, by earth. Um, we have a client these days that they, for example, they import products from Amazon rainforest and sell it in Germany. They only work with local farmers and gardeners in uh, Amazon rainforest. And this way, these people wouldn't have to, to 
rent their lands to big corporates and they could make money off it. We want to focus on these beautiful businesses in 2021, 100%. And yeah, make them competitive. You know, make them compete in the global market. Because most of them are regional or they have a really strong local market. And most of the business owners that we talk to, they have, they see this as their passion project rather than a, you know, a scalable business. So we want to help them to scale their businesses. So if people want to find out more about you and what you're doing, where should they go online? Bonanza.design. All right, Barad, thank you very much for the conversation. We're, I think we'll be good to go. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. We're going to be starting up a community of practice in December, the first week of December. Our topics are going to be up November 15th. So if you're interested, look me up on LinkedIn. You just have to do a search for Robert and last name of S-K-R-O-B-E. Or you can do a search for me on Google or look up Dallas Design Sprints. Either way, if you want to get involved with the Global Virtual Design Sprint Community of Practice, be sure to reach out to me and let me know. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.